Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. And today I have a very special guest. Sabrina Oso is a speaker and consultant on promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace, schools, and in places of residence. Such an important topic. So I'm very happy to have this incredible guest here. Please welcome Sabrina. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah, tell us uh, a little about your story and what, what compelled you to get into promoting safety and preventing violence. I have had uh, a number of years of therapy to be comfortable enough to say that I, I am a, a former victim of violence. Uh, my father beat my mother on a regular basis. Wow. Uh, it was pretty traumatic, pretty, very stressful to say the least. And uh, so I know what it's like to live in that type of environment. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, too many of us know what it's like to live in that type of environment. And I did what I was supposed to do. I went to university. I got my computer science degree. I did have many computer jobs, but um, my heart was in dance, in dance. Uh, and uh, my therapist said, Sabrina, you need to dance. Um, you, you need to really go for it. And, and really, that's your heart. So uh, I started dancing. I was totally submerged and immersed in the dance world. Uh, in New York City, I shuffled between three dance studios, um, Alvin Ailey, Steps, and Broadway Dance Center. And uh, I, I was getting gigs. I auditioned a lot. I was taking 12 classes a week. Wow. It was very exciting. And then I developed my one woman show called Home Sweet Home. I just started writing. I started just creating these characters. And I basically, I play different women being abused. She goes to a good place. That's where the dancing comes in. Mm -hmm. But then she's pulled back into the terror of violence. But it ends very strong, very empowering. And I did a lot of research for the show. And I, I could not believe Dr. Alice um, and Donovan, the statistics that I was finding, because I, I, I wanted the show to be educational and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I have to make this into a business, into a bona fide business with paid products and services. And that's how Oh So Safe was born, really. Um, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was an incredible story. And it's great that you were able to turn such a, uh, you know, horrible situation into a, a good positive light for the world and to make an impact because, you know, I think I would, you know, I don't know the statistics. So I'm going to ask you what those statistics are, but just I know, like, it's something that is not really addressed, or it's like kind of shoved under the rug kind of a thing. It's not really talked about. So I think it's a really important conversation to have. So I'm curious, like what, what are those statistics? Yes. Um, one out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime. One out of three young people will be in an abusive relationship. One out of seven men is abused. 
By the end of today, four women will be killed by their abusive partners, and most of them will be killed after they leave their abusers. So them leaving is not the answer. Um, In fact, when a victim decides to leave, she is 75% more likely to be killed. And I would say that could be the same for men, but it's a lot of the victims are female, but whether it's male or female, it's horrible either way. Um, Another alarming statistic is 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. That's just in the US. And, and all of those statistics that I just said, those are just the ones that are documented. Mm -hmm. So it's even worse than what we, we think with the statistics, you know, uh, there's another statistic about 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room, not for pregnant related issues, but for abuse related injuries. Um, so I could go on and on with statistics, but, uh, those are the most, um, I I like to say those because it really gives a wake up call to people like, wow, this is serious. It's, it's prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really um, just jaw dropping. The numbers are just astoundingly bad. Um, I kind of want to, I think we'll probably get through this through the course of the conversation, but I kind of want to talk about both, both sides of the equation, which is uh, kind of your take on how in the world people end up in the position where they're doing these kinds of things. And in the other position, if uh, someone is in this kind of position, what are some of the options? And maybe that's uh, the, the better starting point. I'd be curious kind of mm-hmm. what you think, um, you know, people should look out for or what they can do or, or what are some of the, the options and steps if people find themselves in these kinds of situations? Yes. Uh, if you are a victim, uh, I could tell you uh, there are so many people that really deny it. They downplay it. They are scared to come out. In fact, in, in our seminars and workshops and, spe- and speaking engagements, we go over 50, five, zero, 50 reasons why victims don't leave their abusive partners. Mm-hmm. Everything from money, money is the number one. And then all the way to, I mean, it, it goes from money, children, uh, religion, um, you're isolated, uh, you are an immigrant, you can't speak English, um, you are disabled, you, you, you have um, tried to leave before the abuser found you before. So there's so many reasons why victims don't leave. And I, I will say just in the immediate, uh, as an immediate uh, solution, um, document your abuse know that you're not alone it's not your fault we will see to it that things get better my company oh so safe mm-hmm. uh and to know that there has to be one person in your life that you can disclose what's going on mm-hmm. there's got to be one person and if there isn't find that person and i know it's scary believe me i know it's scary And if they lash out at you, if they blame you, then try someone else. Um, And I know it's scary. Um, Documenting the abuse, 
you have to know the warning signs and there are always warning signs. If your partner, someone that you're dating, uh, somebody that you're married to, somebody that thought was good for me, but all of a sudden they're telling me how to dress. They're telling, they're isolating me from family and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, They are controlling my money. They, and I just met them. I, I have to go into work with dark glasses and cover my myself with long sleeves because I got punched. I got uh, a baseball bat hit on me. I got scratches. All of these are warning signs that you are not in a good relationship. And it's really important to teach children Boys, to teach boys that in order to become a man, you do not dominate women and girls when you begin to date, when you begin to formulate friendships. This is very important. And then girls, to teach them not to be submissive or to, mm, nobody should beat the crap out of anybody. There should be no name calling. There should be no verbal disparagement. There should be no sex abuse. Nobody should be raping anybody. Nobody should be sexually assaulting anyone. It needs to be said over and over again until it becomes part of one's DNA. Mm -hmm. And I would say that um, uh, if you, we all deserve to be in a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think especially if you come from abuse, violence, it's so easy to fall into the trap of making excuses for someone who could be an abuser and you're headed down the wrong road. You have to say to yourself, I deserve to be in a good relationship. I deserve to be treated well, and I have to treat my significant other well. That's on the victim side, that there are always warning signs. You should document your abuse uh, to talk to someone. Um, Therapy is very important. We are big, big proponents of therapy. And I could talk about that more later on in the interview. But we also have, we are introducing into the market something um, uh, in the real estate market, like an actual product and a service that I could talk about more But to answer your question uh, on the abuser side, abusers are made. No one is born an abuser Mm. and they learn it from when they're children and where they see dad beating up mom or mom beating up dad or or they got attacked and then they continue. They perpetuate that abuse. There's no excuse for it. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep on the forefront of your mind just because you grew up with it. You have to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. It's no excuse that you grew up with it. What, what good is it that, oh, well, I saw my dad beat up my mother all the time. So when I, wh- this is why I beat up my girlfriend. That's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody should have to live with abuse. It is not a normal way to live. Not yesterday, not today, and not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, abusers, they they have to, um, and this is what we're doing with the real estate industry. Uh, there has to be bona fide consequences, and I feel like there aren't enough, mm-hmm. and they're not strong enough. And I think my company and I were changing that, 
and I could explain more about that. So I hope I answered both questions. Abuser, if you're an abuser, if you're a victim, you should. You need to be in therapy. You have to get help. Um, there's no shame in getting help. There's shame in not getting help. So I hope I answered the questions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And excellent job cycling back to both of them um, without any follow-up. But yeah, no, it's... I wanted to hear kind of about both sides because, you know, it's, it's terrible on the one side for sure. Absolutely. As a victim, like it's horrible, but um, you know, there is this other person playing a role. And I think uh, it makes sense what you said, that it's kind of something that, that people grow up with or learn. And and now that I'm thinking about, it, I haven't thought about this before, so I could be completely off, but you know, you learn this type of behavior as a way to solve some sort of problem. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean it's a good way to solve a problem. It's an absolutely horrible way to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like that's something that uh, a pattern that people could end up caught in. And the first piece for, for some of these people is probably to realize that it is not an effective or appropriate in any way solution to some of these problems, right? Like, hey, there's this other person. They're not doing what I'm going, what I want them to do. I'm going to apply violence. Well, that's not a good solution in any way. Now, I don't want to focus on, you know, abusers, because I think that's a topic that needs far less. Um, I would be curious, uh, like you were mentioning, some of the, the solutions or tools that you and your company are working on to sort of help people and reduce the amount of violence. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we are introducing into right now, we want this to propagate over all properties no matter what your property is, but we are focusing on the landlord tenant portion of the industry. And we are introducing to the real estate industry also safe certifications for your property. What does that mean? That means that right now we are approaching landlords and tenants, and I'm doing so many interviews about this, uh, speaking engagements. Um, I'm really doing my best to get it out there, podcasts, to say, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us, Oso Safe. We will get your property Oso Safe certified. You purchase the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to your building. The policy basically states that I, as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You, in turn, as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way, shape, or form abusively. Otherwise, you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. The rest of the family can still stay, provided that they could still pay the rent or the mortgage. So... This way, you mitigate liability, you maintain property reputation, your vacancy rates will drop, and your tenants will feel safe. Mm -hmm. So that's the policy. Then there is a seminar. We do this seminar just as a blanket education for everyone in the building, all tenants, new and existing. And we go over facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline just to name a few items. So that way everybody's on the same page and abusers and victims can't say, oh, I didn't know that pulling hair constitutes abuse. Now you know because you you attended the seminar and it's a part of your residency now. Mm -hmm. So that's the seminar. Then there is an app that I hired a software company to detect violence-like movements. 
in the building, in each unit. It picks up only violence. It doesn't pick up documents. It doesn't pick up conversations, only violence. So to give an example, let's say a, a, a landlord has 10 units. He or she will get an alert. Oh, wow. I just saw in my unit two and in my unit 10, you just beat the crap out of her or you just beat the crap out of your kids. You know that we don't do this in a no so safe certified property. You're held to a higher regard, a higher standard. You got to go. I have to keep everyone else in my building safe. So they get evicted. Um, that's the technology portion of it. Then the fourth portion of the package is therapists. Mm. This is now a part of your residency. You are required to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? For violence to occur, where police come, the whole building is in an uproar. What happened in unit 2A? Oh, I don't know. I heard screaming and yelling. I heard the kids screaming and yelling. Things were breaking. You have therapists assigned to the building. Let's say you, you're a parent. Well, uh, therapist, I just, uh, my kid just came home and said that he's, we're not the crap out of him. We know better. How do we handle this? Can you help us through this? So all of these components per, put together makes your property also safe certified and it, it's preventative and it just makes for a better partner or get an also safe rider put in insurance policies to encourage landlords to get their properties also safe certified so that way their insurance rates will go down and their property values will go up because financially they're they're taking extra steps to keep their tenants safe beyond the heat hot water electricity central air they're keeping their tenants safe meaning violence prevention, non-abuse, non-violence, non-chaos, non-dysfunction. So this is what, what we're introducing in, into the real estate industry. But we want this, the vision that we have for Oso oh Safe is that this carries over into all residency, whether you rent, whether you own, whether you have a mortgage or not. Abuse should not be a part of anyone's reality. Uh, and I know because it was my reality for so long and um, it, it needs not to be. So I hope, so this is what we're doing to kind of change the face of residency, really. Mm -hmm. It's really, really incredible and um, inspiring that you're taking on such a, such a valid effort. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of work and you're, you're getting the word out there, but you know, I, I appreciate that you're taking actions to change the outlook of the issue with violence. I'm curious, just to circle back, you had mentioned like some warning signs because maybe like there are individuals that are quote unquote being abused, but they're, they're not really identifying that within themselves. So what, what are those warning signs um, people should look out for if in case they're on, like, they're not quite sure if they, they fall into that category. If you're dating someone and they are telling you, you know what, why don't you wear a longer skirt or better yet, wear pants? Or how about you just wear shirts that are that cover you because you're mm -hmm. it makes me jealous when other people look at you. And this could go also for men where women say this to men or if you're heterosexual, homosexual, uh, mm -hmm. bisexual. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. 
um, the, that's a warning sign. That's a big warning sign. Already the control is happening. It's, it's, being, it's being introduced. Uh, and they know what they're doing, abusers. They, they know what they're doing uh, for the most part. Um, when, when you're dating someone and or even, even if, you know, you've known someone maybe for a while and just these signs come up, and they try to make you go against your children, like let's say you're divorced or you have children, you know, and you're dating someone and the person that you're dating is verbally disparaging your kids. Uh, they want to be alone with your children and you could think, oh, this is great, you know. My, my boyfriend, my girlfriend wants to be alone with them. They want to hang out with them. We say at Oso Safe, before you even introduce that person to your children, please do a background check on that person to make sure that there is no history of sex abuse in any capacity. Mm. Uh, because there are too many incidents where it ends up so badly, so badly where the children are victims and and yeah, you know, mommy, um, your boyfriend came into my room last night and and he made me take off my underwear. I mean, that's how it happened. So these are all warning signs. And 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 you have to you have to know that your children, you have to believe your children, believe your children. Yes. Yes. Children fib. They do lie about certain things, but I would say for the most part, when it comes to big things, believe your children over somebody that you, that you with a friend. There, there's um, 90% of all children that, um, that are sexually assaulted, they know the perpetrator, which means it's either a boyfriend, a stepdad, an uncle, uh, uh, an aunt, uh, it's somebody within the family. It's not some stranger. Um, and 60% of those kids will never, ever say anything, but they will internalize it and self-harm. Um, so I hope I gave some more habits that change, sleeping habits that change. So if you were a good sleeper, Mm -hmm. And then over time, you, you, your friend all of a sudden, or not even all of a sudden, like they, they start to say, you know, I haven't been sleeping. Uh, wow, uh, Sally, um, you've been losing a lot, a lot of weight, or you've been gaining a lot of weight, what's been going on, you know, uh, um, though the and it could be that maybe they have a physical ailment, maybe they're they had a death in the family. Maybe they have to take care of a parent all of a sudden. I get it. We get it. However, ask questions frequently, you know, and, and if they change the subject right away where they get very sensitive about their home life, that's a warning sign um, that you got to dig deeper and, and keep telling them, look, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm not going to judge you. Um, I, I am here to listen and uh, it's going to be between you and I just keep saying that over and over again to, to the person. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I would say for, uh, and I'm not trying to be um, salesy, but get us into your, 
kids' schools, get us into your workplaces, get us into your places of residence, because all violence pretty much begins in one's home. Mm. So if we get home safe, everything else will fall in place. Our will be safe. Our universities will be safe. Our workplaces will be safe. Our public places will be safe. It all starts in the home. In, in Whether you live in a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single family home, a multifamily dwelling, a villa, a mansion, it all starts in the home. Like all of these school shooters, their home life, they're either being abused or they're the abuser, like the, the, the bully. They're the, the bully, but, but chances are they're getting bullied. Um, so so it, it needs to be nipped in the bud right at home, which is why we developed the Oh So Safe Home Sweet Home package, um, because this will indeed make residency safe and diminish violence and eventually prevent it. I hope I answered your question, Dr. Alice. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was very, very enlightening and so important because I think when you start to expand the conversation to schools and, you know, with landlords and other like situations, it, it normalizes it. So people don't feel as, as scared to come forward with that, that sensitive information. Um, I was curious, cause you, you touched on another thing about, you know, those school shooters that, you know, it's, it's close to my heart because every time I hear about a school shooting, especially when it's like some teenage boy shot up a school because some girl rejected him, it makes me so angry. And I'm always thinking like, if we could teach boys and girls, like both to like regulate their emotions in a healthier way, you know, that can really prevent these cycles from happening and learn to deal with their difficult emotions. Cause I think, you know, intellectually the abuser gets that like yeah hitting people killing people is probably bad and wrong but when they're in a heightened emotional state they're they can't think straight necessarily they're they don't know how to deal with that so I don't know if you have any thoughts about that no I I agree yes I agree and um for example, Nicholas Cruz, the shooter, the Parkland shooter in Florida, this was in uh, February 2018. His girlfriend broke up with him because she saw that he was an abusive boyfriend. She left him and and I think he went back to the school and shot up professors and students and uh, and he comes from multiple foster homes, I believe. And he, he demonstrated violence from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So there's so many warning signs before that by the time the school, the shooter shoots in school, it's almost too late to do anything at that point. It needed to be done when he was a little boy, when right. he was, when he was even a toddler, five years old, six years old, seven years old, that's where you, you, you need to uh, um, do the education, get him help, uh, educate him and, and, and therapy. Mm -hmm. We can't stress that enough. This is why we make therapy a part of your residency, because that way you don't have an excuse. Oh, uh, I can't afford it. Uh, it's too time consuming. Uh, I have a lot of shame. I don't want to, uh, what if somebody sees me? No, in an oh so safe certified property, 
It's part of your residency. It's part of, of how, how an also safe certified property is run. Because I have to say, uh, Dr. Allison Donovan, everybody has problems, everybody. Yeah. And, and, and it's okay that we can't handle them. And we can't, um, especially with COVID, like it, it really shed a light on, on how vulnerable we are. So we can't handle this alone. We, 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 it's okay to get therapy. There's no shame in getting therapy. Um, and now it, we're seeing to it that this becomes part of your residency. So it's like a, a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Yep. I have uh, my family therapist assigned to the building. We live in an also safe certified property. Uh, we, we got educated. We have the policy. It's in writing. It's an addendum to existing leases. It, it's just a part of residency now. Um, and also I wanted to mention uh, back to warning signs. Um, pornography is a big driver of violence big, huge. Mm -hmm. So if your partner is into pornography, and I'm not talking about sexual freedom, mm -hmm. they are two different things. Mm -hmm. We are all for sexual freedom at Oso Safe. You want to turn your house, your place of residence into a jungle, and you want to have mind-blowing orgasms, and that's great. Pornography is 88.2% physical aggression towards women. Mm -hmm. That is so alarming. Mm -hmm. So when we give pornographic material to our boys or males in our family, baby boys, sorry, our brothers, our nephews, our sons, our grandsons, we are essentially teaching them to have hostility to girls and women when they get older. Mm -hmm. And I want to say another Another portion of this, and it has come to my attention fairly recently, and I'm making it a point to be public about this, to educate people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's pornography, there's sex trafficking, there's child rape and, and child sex trafficking. Um, but there's a portion of pornography called a financial dominatrix. This is where the woman is doing the abusing, the sex abusing. And this is where a, a male client typically goes to her mm -hmm. either by video or in person, and he pays for her to sexually abuse him, to say hor convulsing, revolting, disturbing things to him, mm -hmm. and it's consensual, and this is legal. However... Mm -hmm. The, the financial dominatrix, I mean, that's the glamorous word. I, I think a more appropriate title is a paid sex abuser. Mm -hmm. These women are dangerous. Mm -hmm. These women are manipulative, dominating, controlling individuals, and they are abusers. They are abusers on and off camera, and they prey on they date and marry men that are submissive and these men could have children and then they get into a relationship and they get into a living arrangement and it's arousing for her because in her mind, wow, I have such control. I'm controlling him. I'm controlling his child. And they could be a part. Don't think that, 
And this is why I want to educate on, on, on audiences. Don't think that they live in some playboy mansion. They live among us in, in society, in our communities. They could be part of your PTA because they pose as upstanding citizens on the outside, but behind closed doors, they do very disturbing, convulsing, revolting things on and off camera. And this is adjacent to sex trafficking, as I mentioned, child rape, uh, prostitution. It's extremely disturbing. And they kind of fly under the radar, Dr. Alice and Donovan, because they're women. Like nobody suspects that women are abusers, yeah. but there are female abusers out there. And it's still traumatizing by far, whether you're male or female, it's traumatizing, especially as a child. So, um, so I'm sorry if I went off on a tangent, but if your partner is looking at a lot of pornography or any pornography, uh, other than erotica, like I said, erotica is different where there's no violence. There's no sexual violence going on. It's fine. But pornography for the most part, there's sexual violence, sexual assault going on. Mm -hmm. So this is dangerous. This is a big warning sign that you should stay away from this person. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and going back to like the shooters and um, we really need to make therapy a part of your life, one's life, you know, it's on the preventative side, uh, by far. Um, I hope I answered your question and, and clarified certain things. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So sort of on that note that, that you finished with, you touched a number of topics. I'm going to hone back in on, on kind of this piece. Uh, you made it sound, it's kind of like a, a, a series of events that happen in a person's life that can eventually lead them to some kind of like major violence, like school shooting or something like that. And hypothetically, right. In an imaginary world where everything's perfect, uh, the state would intervene at some point and come in and say, Hey, here's the tools you need. Here's all the stuff. You know, you've had one small incidence of violence. Here's everything you need to get everything back together. I'd be curious what you see in terms of some of these like abusive relationships, whether it's with kids or just domestic situations and how, the state plays into that and how they fall short. Cause obviously that's not what's happening, right? Like the, the, they're not showing up and fixing everything for everyone. I'm so glad you brought that up because I have to say, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal and professional experience, the child protective service agencies, the, the state, the, these agencies, I have to say, and I've said this in my TEDx talk, they make horrible matters even worse the laws make horrible matters even worse. Uh, these so-called parent coordinators and mediators and expensive lawyers and judges, they make such, it, it's, it, they embolden the abuser, the abu abusive parent and fail child victims by far. And I'm speaking from personal and professional experience because Abuse is a big spectrum, huge. It's, I mean, a lot falls under abuse. Uh, and we, we categorize it under three main categories, verbal, physical, sexual. Yes, there's mental abuse, there's emotional abuse, but, but to us that really falls under physical, like physical abuse, uh, because your mind, 
your mentality is part of your physicality, right? So, so I feel like when people break it down so much, it gets so confusing. Um, there's financial abuse, people taking away your ability to get access to your account. Um, again, but that hurts your persona, your physical, it's a, it's a form of physical abuse. Um, but my point is, is that with these uh, child protective service agencies and and all of these other agencies that say that they're going to protect that they protect children. Um, from what I could see, unless they they see right in front of them that the child that the mother or the father is drugging themselves or sexually assaulting them right in front of them, or they are. Uh, like if, if it's not done right in front of them, everything is fine. They dismiss the case after three or four months of pulling the kid out of school and badgering them with questions. And then they talk to the parents and then they if the parents are divorced, they go to the partners. And and then at the end, Donovan and Dr. Alice. Case is closed. Mm. Everything is fine. And the child is in hell, in hell. Um, they they find it permissible when um, there's divorced parents. And if the mother lives far away from the child and when I and, and the parents are divorced and the mother lives two, three hours away from where the child lives and requires the child to drive two, three hours, one way without traffic to see the mother, the Child Protective Service Agency says okay to that. There's nothing wrong with that. Meanwhile, the child, that's physical abuse. The child is in the back seat, screaming and yelling, feeling nauseous, uh, screaming, why do I have to go see mommy? Why can't mommy come see me? Why do I have to drive? Like my service, it's perfect. Property is also safe certified. These occurrences would not happen. They wouldn't get as far as they do. And actually, um, I also consult with a small team of lawyers on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a family law attorney. And she said to me, wow, Sabrina, with your certification, the home sweet home package that you're introducing into the market, the real estate market, you are short circuiting the entire process. Because if you think about it, if you get a property also safe certified, what do you need the lawyers for, either protective service agencies, judges? You don't need any of that because the abuser is out. If violence happens, we go in with our therapists on a more concentrated, intense level to get the victims de-victimized, if you will. You don't have to move anywhere. You don't have to uproot, uproot your children. Stay right where you are. The abuser is out. The technology detected the violence. The, the children are less scared, like, oh, okay, I could continue to go to my school, um, everybody's on board, we're going to get more educated. What do you need the courts for? What do you need the child protective service agencies for? Um, the abuser's not coming back because now uh, th this is a required standard condition of residency. Um, I, I hope I answered your question. I have to say the state, the child protective service agencies 
um, the judges, they make matters so much more worse. And to prove it even further, uh, two-year-old Kira Franchetti, three-year-old Bella Bond, six-year-old Zymir Perkins, seven-year-old Nix Mary Brown, they are all dead. These children are, have been murdered at the hands of an abusive parent or a step-parent under the watch of all of the professionals that I just mentioned, that, that we went over in this interview. Mm. If they were, and I'm sorry to say, but it's the truth, if they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, all those children and so many others, live and well. So uh, I hope I, I answered your question. And I know I, I could seem maybe, I don't know if harsh is the word, but we cannot continue doing what we have been doing. We cannot. Um, and, and I know because I lived it and uh, we, we need avant-garde, progressive, radical solutions, solutions, no more BS um, enough. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. Sabrina, I can really see your, your passion for this to really make a change in the world and prevent as much violence as possible. So yeah, any landlords out there, you know, check out this oh so safe home sweet home package, you know, it could save lives potentially. Um, and Sabrina, we want to really thank you for being on our show. Was there any, any final thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up today? Yes, just that um, you have the right to be safe in your own home. Uh, to all of you kids out there that are being abused, um, I want you to chant, uh, I want to live where I am oh so safe and I am oh so safe at so-and-so's house. So th mm -hmm. just think to yourself, who do you feel safe with? If it's not mom or dad, just think to yourself, who do you feel safe with and make your voice heard. This ties in with oh so safe. Um, what we're doing as far as kids having a voice in Oso Safe certified properties, mm -hmm. uh, we're making this a required standard condition of residency. Safety, uh, trust, patience, respect, mm -hmm. understanding, freedom in your own home, and that's how it should be for every all for all of us for all of us, um, and. Um, to, to to check us out, uh, I don't know if I'll be given the opportunity to where people could find me. Um, yeah, your your links are going to be in the description below, so people can click on those links to, to find you. Absolutely, great, great. And, and my website is ososafe.com. Um, home sweet home for all should be everyone's reality, and we're working very hard to see too that 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 does that does, that does become a reality for everyone. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for the cause that you're out to create and the work that you do. And thank you for being a guest on our show. Well, I want to say cause, um, I, I want to say, because we're not a charity, we're not a nonprofit. And I feel like that's, that's a big distinction with us because we are a bona fide business and, and we feel that that approach is much better. It'll get the problem resolved by far. 
uh, versus treating this as a charity nonprofit. That's what this is distinctive about Oh So Safe. Um, but I thank you for the opportunity, Dr. Allison Donovan. Really, uh, uh, this was so great. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next, you next time. time.